call ourselves a formulation company rather than a supplement company to kind of plug that gap. Uh, everything we do has an intended effect and it's to plug that gap so that within that period of six to nine months, you have a bridge. Hey there, welcome to the Biohacker Babes podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Renee, a certified nutritional consultant with a master's degree in nutrition. What's up? And I'm Lauren, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and check movement specialist. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. Our mission is to provide actionable steps so you can optimize your health, strengthen your intuition, and support your body's natural healing abilities. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to episode 222, 222, sounds like a really lucky number today, of the Biohacker Babes. I'm Renee (laughs) and I'm co-hosting with my sister Lauren as usual. Hey, Lar. Hello, hello. I love 222. 222. Didn't we do a whole episode on 222? Yeah. Was that episode 22? (laughs) Something? I don't remember when we did that. I don't yeah. know. I love I love the numbers. All right. Well, welcome everyone. We are going to be bringing on a guest for you. He is a longtime friend, and it's about time we got him on the podcast. We have Boomer Anderson coming on, and he is from the transcriptions team. So, if you've seen those blue tongue photos on Instagram, that is you know thanks to transcriptions. But we've also had Dr. Scott Schur from transcriptions on the podcast actually twice before. So I want to say. 2020, we had him on, and then we had him back on in 2022. Uh, we'll link to those in the show notes. So if you want to learn more about uh, Trocalm, uh, the Just Blue, the Methylene Blue, Blue Canatine, we talk a lot about that with Dr. Scott versus today, we're going to be jumping into their newest product, Tro-Z, which is all about sleep. And then Boomer also mentioned someone named Dr. Ted. So if you're wondering who that is, he is one of the masterminds behind the company as well. I think Boomer even said he's like just one of the smartest human beings we've all met. <laughs> we've had the pleasure of hearing him speak. speaking. He said, I was like, there oh. we go. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that completes, I, I'm going to call them the trio, Dr. Scott, Dr. Ted and Boomer. So today you get to hear all of the knowledge from Boomer and it was a great episode. We could have kept going for a couple more hours, but we tried to pack in as much as we could in our time together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the genius that comes out of that trifecta is pretty insane. And I would say a big takeaway and something that you can all look forward to is his explanation of these formulations. He he called uh, transcriptions a formulation company, not a supplement company. And a big, um, I think, to know from what they're trying to do is that these are not lifelong supplements. It's not something that we should be taking forever. It is simply an opportunity to bridge the gap when you're struggling with sleep or struggling with focus. So Trozy, of course, is is dedicated towards sleep. But this is not something that we should be taking all the time. And that's a question I get from clients quite often. Like, how long do I have to take this? You know, it is my goal as a practitioner that I'm not just giving you a long laundry list of supplements to take forever. We're trying to supplement and support the body's natural healing ability. So I really appreciated how he explains when and how to use this for particular instances and then how to know if it's working for you. So we really get into a lot of the bio individuality 
and how to like really approach your supplement. So you don't have what we talk about in the podcast, a supplement graveyard, which a lot of us biohackers have things that are not working and they just go in, onto a shelf and into a closet never to be used. So we're doing the legwork for you. So hopefully your supplement journey is uh, more simple and more effective <laughs> is our goal. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of our friend, uh, Molly Eastman, who's also the host of the Sleep is a Skill podcast. She talks about the desert island theory or something. So this idea is if you were dropped on a desert, deserted island, could you sleep? Hopefully the answer is yes. All of these sleep supplements are awesome and formulations are great, but could you sleep if you, ha- if you really couldn't have access to any of that? So yeah, mm-hmm. I appreciate everything you just said and what Boomer said. It's like, while we're figuring out why you're not sleeping well, fixing diet, hormones, all the things, Trozy could maybe help you at least get into that deep restorative sleep in the meantime. But long term, it's not the end all be all. So yes. Yeah. And let it drop you into a curiosity around why your sleep is not optimal, right? It should just be starting the conversation. But I've had great experience so far with Trozy. Would you say so as well, Renee? Oh, yeah. 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 I know you guys keep making fun of me that I'm like such a good sleeper and why would I take it? But um, but quality sleep, that's so important. I want to be mm-hmm. able to get, you know, my nine hours of sleep in eight hours. How do I cut like an hour off by just being more efficient? And Trozy has mm-hmm. been really helpful. And I've taken it, I think, maybe five times in total now over the last couple of weeks. So I'm not doing it every day for sure. Yeah. So for you biohackers and health enthusiasts trying to optimize your sleep, definitely look at your data your wearables. If you have a wearable, if not, you know, we can track subjectively these things, but we do want to see these nuances in sleep efficiency. Ideally we're getting an increase in deep sleep, like less wake ups, really track all of these nuances to know if it's working for you. We don't want to just go into a supplement protocol blindly. And so we hope that that's the takeaway from today's episode. And we would love to hear from you. If you've tried Trozy or if you end up trying it, please share your sleep stats with us because we're just like collecting all of these experiences. Um, Because it it really helps us all move forward as a collective. Great. All right. So a little bit more about Boomer. If curiosity killed the cat, Boomer's nine lives expired decades ago. Boomer (laughs) is an entrepreneur, husband, podcast host, health optimization practitioner, investor, and retired barbecue champion. Okay. We didn't hear about that today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Boomer is the CEO of Smarter Not Harder. They are the makers of Troscriptions. He is also the CEO of Health Optimization Medicine and Practice, which is the nonprofit side um, focused on educating doctors and practitioners on how to optimize for health rather than treat disease. In his own health optimization practice, Boomer works with entrepreneurs leveraging large swaths of data and health technology. He also serves as a strategic advisor to WellDM and is a TEDx speaker. Prior to working on sitting on the intersection of health and finance, Boomer was based in Singapore, where he ran the South Asia debt capital markets business for a bulge bracket investment bank. He definitely has had nine lives. <laughs> I love the kickoff yes. of that. And as, as an investment banker, I think ran his nervous system and uh, cellular health into the ground. So if that has been you, and if you're on a fight or flight journey right now, I think he will serve as a great inspiration. So, all right, let us learn more about sleep optimization. All right. Welcome, Boomer, to the Biohacker Babes. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, this is going to be such a fun conversation. I somehow, uh, well, I do wish we would have recorded some of the pre-interview, but uh, we'll, we'll get going here too. and see what happens. <laughs> I know. We have like we have like 20 minutes of material we could have just uh, <laughs> rolled right in. Yeah. yeah well, unscripted. 
Yeah. I, this whole podcast is going to be unscripted. It's going to be a great conversation. Uh, Want to hear more about your story? You know, I think you actually have a similar story in the sense that I think we graduated maybe the same time, 2008. I feel like I maybe heard that somewhere. Oh, and wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's and, very true. And um, I mean, my degree was in inter- international business, but I remember my economics professor the week before we graduated just saying, good luck to you all. Like, yeah. I feel bad that you're getting you're into, fucked. <laughs> into yeah, getting into finance and business in 2008. Best of luck to you all. But I wouldn't want to hear more about like that and how you then got into biohacking. I know you have a health journey of your own. Yeah. So whatever you want to share uh, with the audience, let's kick it off with that. So uh, like the health business... Uh, combination, if you will, or intersection has existed my whole life. I just never really realized it until a couple of years ago. And part of that is just, I'm blessed to be born to two people. One was a yoga teacher and everybody's born to two people, I guess. Uh, And then the other one is uh, was this sort of finance disciplinarian guy. And he was in the side of finance that nobody wanted to, to go into. And so uh, when I was growing up, it was, you know, my mother was, an early adopter of meditation at a time before meditation was cool. And so I'd walk into the the bedroom and see her staring at a wall and wonder what the hell was wrong with mom. Right. Uh, but <laughs> in 2008, uh, Renee, I did graduate from uh, a school in Minnesota and went to work on wall street. And my first day on, on wall street was September 15th, 2008. That was when I took my series seven. And so uh, for those who had better things going on than paying attention to the news, then you know Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy, AIG gets nationalized, and everything that I went to school for just basically blew up in my face. But you know, I still found myself working as an investment banker for a couple of years uh, in in New York, and then six and seven in Singapore. And uh, during that time, I mean, everything you've heard about investment banking is completely true Uh, from the two hours of sleep a night to, you know, going out and partying with your friends until the sun comes out. A lot of it is is very true, especially at at a junior level. But, um, you know, I moved to Singapore and during that time in Singapore, I was traveling quite a bit, you know, 40 countries in four years. Uh, A lot of my responsibility was from India to Indonesia in this region called ASEAN. And it was an amazing experience um, from a cultural perspective, like getting to advise these companies and governments on how to raise money. And, you know, as a 25, 26 year old, it was quite a lot of responsibility. And, you know, during that time, I thought I was pretty healthy, right? I was, um, I was a, Big fan of CrossFit. In fact, you know, for the region, I was a fairly high-level CrossFit athlete. Uh, you know, upward working out, you know, hour plus a day. Not really, again, not really sleeping very much. Um, following whatever the diet of the day was. I remember when Asprey first came out with uh, Bulletproof Coffee, and you know, I was the type of person who took everything to the extreme. So. You know, rather than drink your one cup of bulletproof coffee, I would have a liter of it, right? And uh, <laughs> and nice. over t- over time, I was like, okay, you know, this this whole investment banking thing is great, but I want to do something else. I wanted to break out and be uh, more in that entrepreneurial space. And so, 
right before I went in to quit, uh, I went and got a, a, a very thorough health exam. And so during this time, or even in this build up to this time, I was a member of the Quantified Self community. I think you guys all know Bob Troya. And so I've known Bob for a very long time. And, you know, Gary Wolf uh, is a decent friend of mine. And, you know, I was tracking a lot of this stuff, but I couldn't find a doctor to order all of these exams that I wanted. And, you know, I go and I'm about ready to resign. And I go into uh, this doctor and say like, hey, order everything when it comes to these tests. And one of those tests was a, a cardiac CT scan for calcium. And I'm, you know, fresh off my 30th birthday, everything's going well. I'm like, hey, about ready to resign, going to do this thing, going to move to Amsterdam. It's going to be great. And I find out that I have calcium in my heart. So I'm 30 years old and I have uh, a 13% stenosis of my left interior descending artery, which is equivalent to uh, what the cool kids call cardiovascular disease, right? And so cardiovascular disease is a leading preventative cause of death in the world. And um, at 30, you know, and this is after the whole incident with Lehman Brothers and all that stress uh, happened. And, uh, you know, at, after all this whole traveling around the world and at 30, I'm like, okay, what the fuck did I do wrong here? Like, clearly this is like whatever I was doing, it was uh, not the the right things. So uh, Bessie, my wife and I moved to Amsterdam uh, or my now wife. And um Rather than going off and building an app like everybody else, I decided that I was going to try and figure out how not to die. And that actually led me to start a podcast. And because, you know, the cool thing about, I don't, you know, uh, you guys have a great audience and you've been doing this for a long time. But one of the coolest things about having a podcast is like you get free consults, right? And so I, oh, yeah. Yeah. I would reach out to whoever and say like, hey, do you want to chat? Like, I really am interested in this selfish topic because I knew nothing about like gut health or uh, some omic science or vascular structure, whatever, right? And so- it's The best free I, education. I know, it's yeah. fantastic. You get- you get these really cool people who are, you know, the leading researchers in the fields, and you get to ask them the questions that you want. Uh, and this is a time when, like, podcasts were just coming online, and uh, you know, I began to unpack everything that I was doing wrong. So I, I thought I was healthy, and you know, I had the. I had the perspective of a yoga teacher, but I was kind of denying that because I was doing CrossFit all the time. And mm. basically I didn't have a parasympathetic nervous system. And so everything was sympathetic all the time. Uh, my HRV was <laughs> torpedoed in the ground and I just kind of justified it, right? Like, hey, maybe I'm just one of those people that has a low HRV. Uh, but you know, you start to realize that traveling all around the world in these 40 countries in four years, you know, every week I was in a different time zone. And so for the six plus years that I lived in Singapore, I basically didn't have a circadian rhythm. And you both know what the dangers are of that, right? So it's, yeah. it's, uh, it was one of those things where you start to unpack it and you start to realize like, hey, maybe my diet wasn't appropriate for me. Maybe the supplements that I was listening to XYZ influencer tell me that I should take are not right for me. 
And then along the way, I met Ted and Scott, and they had the framework for health optimization, medicine, and practice. And then you know things kind of came in place from there. So uh, that's a little bit of of the journey, uh, but it's been a fun one. I want to know because it seems like all the diagnostics and the wearable data was your first drop into. Oh gosh, this is not what I thought it was. But how did you feel during all of that? So there's. It's interesting because, um, I mean, norepinephrine is a fantastic thing, right? And uh, too much norepinephrine, uh, which is a norepinephrine is just a neurotransmitter. Um, you can also think of it as you know, quasi-adrenaline in certain cases, can numb your body. And so what I was very good at, I mentioned earlier investment banking and you know, the first couple of years, you really, it's a, it's a hazing process, right? They uh, don't want you to sleep. They want you to work all the time and you have to somehow develop an attention to detail uh, with two hours of sleep, right? So in that process, you become quite numb. And uh, it's it's funny because right now, as I say that, like that Linkin Park song, Numb, comes to mind. And that was basically me. So, you know, Lauren, I would say I felt great but I didn't know what great actually felt like because I had just numbed my body to get through all of this experience. So it was only after I kind of took a step back, allowed myself to start getting, I mean, six hours of sleep for me was like a big accomplishment for a while. And so, you know, allowing myself to get that six, seven, now eight hours of sleep that I felt like what it actually means to feel great and you know what it actually is to be tired because i just numb myself from that entire experience and you know people listening to this might say like hey well you still made it through and you know you numbed yourself and that that was okay but there was a cost to it right like i only until recently uh, had that that heart issue and you know if i didn't catch it that obviously would have put me on a different path to you know, potentially having a heart attack before the age of 40. So it's uh, it's been an interesting journey, um, but, you know, getting in touch with my body has been a lot of that sort of post-banking recovery. Mm, getting in touch. I love that. I mean, that's what we talk about in the podcast all the time, like potentially using data so we can reconnect to intuition yeah. and actually feel our way into a, a better experience. But for uh, our audience that is listening that may be stuck in a corporate job or a work schedule that is very fast paced, go, 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 high norepinephrine cranking, numbing out, and there's no end in sight, what would you say is the lowest hanging fruit maybe for the general popper for you? What, what was something you could start shifting quite immediately? So I, I would start with measurement. And the reason for that is something that you just alluded to, Lauren, it was very well said, which is bringing awareness to what you're doing, right? Because if you think about uh, that that world, that go 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 world. Uh, the last thing that you're doing is stopping to you know smell the roses, so to speak. And so, how do I bring awareness to the roses actually having uh, an aroma to them? And to me, the easiest way to do that is measurement. And that measurement, look, in health optimization medicine practice, we teach people how to do metabolomics testing. And metabolomics testing, at least to date, is probably the best way to get the most um, direct and specific uh, 
uh, certainty around what supplements uh, you need and your body needs. Uh, but you can start with something as simple as, as a journal and an Excel spreadsheet. This is what I was doing in the quantified self world uh, for a long time. It was like, okay, I had X number of glasses of wine last night. And what does my sleep uh, look like? What do I feel like here? Uh, and so, you know, awareness starts to come by putting measurement in place. And, you know, that can come by metabolomics testing. Yeah, it costs a little bit more money, but supplements cost money too. And so, you know, if you want to know what supplements you can take, uh, if you want to know what news you can actually disregard, which we're all inundated with so much news in the health space. Mm-hmm. Uh, that level of testing is certainly appropriate. Wearables help as well, but you know the testing is is uh, where I would start. Do you want to explain metabolomics to our audience? Sure. So, um, good, good uh, point. So, health optimization medicine and practice is the nonprofit five hundred one c three, which I'm happy to be the the CEO of, and there, what we've come up with, and what Dr. Ted has come up with is. Uh, seven pillars that contribute to health optimization. And so this includes areas like exposomics. And exposomics is a study of your environment and how your environment affects you. Uh, Areas like chronobiology. So those circadian rhythms that I had broken most of my life, uh, you know, how do those impact your health? Epigenetics, which is quite trendy right now. Uh, And so that's sort of how uh, some of your actions affect your genes. We get into gut immune system. We get into evolutionary medicine, which is more uh, the perspective that we take within the nonprofit, but also we get into metabolomics. And so metabolomics is, if you think about it simply, um, it's looking at cellular level health, where it is today and where it has been recently. And so what we do there is we measure metabolites. And so these are byproducts of cellular level processes that you can measure uh, to determine what types of supplements you need or what types of lifestyle modifications that you need or even wearables. And so what I love about metabolomics is it actually provides a framework for this thing called biohacking, right? So you get in this biohacking space and you ladies are so brilliant at how you present it because you talk a lot about measurement and you talk a lot about you know, things you can do right away. But if you're coming to this space, you can look at it and say like, holy shit, do I need to like have a quarter of a million dollars in savings in order to even (laughs) do this? And you have people like Brian Johnson, which I I love what he's done, uh, but, you know, spending $2 million a year and like, well, is this only for those who have a net worth in the seven, eight figures? Uh, And from the outside, you can appear to be yes, but what, what, you know, what you can do when it comes to having something like metabolomics is you're able to have that framework to institute, okay, what do I need to, um, what supplements do I need to take to reduce my lipid peroxides? And lipid peroxides is a metabolite uh, which reflects uh, oxidative stress. What do I need to do to improve my, my citric acid cycle? And so- the TCA cycle, citric acid cycle, sometimes referred to as the Krebs cycle, ultimately leads to the production of adenosine triphosphate. And by having these metabolites, you can kind of choose to ignore uh, what some of these very good marketers put out there. Uh, And 
you can focus on what you really, really need, uh, which may look very different from what is sexy, what is trendy at the time. You know, one of the things that um, I never really wanted, like, I came into the space and I'm like, oh, give me nootropics, right? Like, of course, the guy who's numb and on, has a norepinephrine issue, like he just wants nootropics because he just wants the dopamine more norepinephrine. Uh, but, you know, looking at your gut health and realizing like, hey, you have candida overgrowth because you're on a plane all the time and how do you deal with it? Those are uh, one of, some of the benefits that, you know, metabolomics uh, gives you. And candida, while it's talked about, is not the most sexy thing in the world. Like you don't hear Brian Johnson, and I've got nothing against Brian, but like you don't hear him talking about, you know, how you can use uh, Horopedo or Colorex for, for candida overgrowth. And so again, metabolomics is just one of those beautiful things that gives you a framework for biohacking really. Yeah. Which is so needed. And yeah. I mean, everyone talks about the supplement graveyard all the time. Right. And I mean, I'm guilty of it too, somewhat because I get sent a lot of products, you know, I get sent products and like, it didn't work for me. So then it goes into the graveyard Renee, but, we should share pictures about like our closets. I have a, yes. I have a, so I gave up alcohol a little while ago and uh, I still taste wine on occasion, like guilty pleasure, right? It kind of gets rid of the FOMO, but my old wine fridge is actually a, a supplement where it's like, a <laughs> supplement grape. I guess you put it so beautifully graveyard, right? But I think we should all kind of share pictures of what our graveyards look like. It's, uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's bigger. Yeah. And I mean, what, what do we do with all those products? Because, and I think it's the personalization, the bio-individualization of that, because just because it didn't work for me, it doesn't mean it's a bad product, but it still goes to the graveyard. So I think we all need to find out really what works best for us. And, um, I'm glad you brought up Brian Johnson because there are a lot of haters in the space about what mm -hmm. he's doing. I appreciate what he's doing. Cause he's saying, oh, yeah. I'm going to try all these things. Cause I have the, you know, a billion dollars to do it. And I'm sharing all of my data and saying this worked, this didn't work. I would say the downside of that is, again, he's unique. So, you know, just because it didn't work for him, that doesn't mean it's off the table for me. But I, I still transparency, at least. Yeah. yeah. And as, yeah. so the three of us are, are sitting on sort of the edge and a lot of our role is to take some of these things and interpret it for, for an audience. Right. And so when Brian Johnson tries something, and I, I bring up Brian, I actually love what he's doing and sort of the thoroughness that he he does things and how, I mean, Brian is a perfect example of a guy who has a ton of data on himself and as a result is able to make those bio-individual decisions. Uh, but he also gives me a lot of ideas, right? So there's mm -hmm. things that I haven't heard of that I'm hearing of through Brian Johnson. And I'm like, okay, maybe I need to try this, you know, vagus nerve stimulator, because if it doesn't work for me, you know, maybe it works for, I still do see a couple of clients here and there. And so maybe it'll work for one of these clients, um, or maybe it will fit their lifestyle better. And so, you know, for, for us as, as interpreters, it certainly is a great source of, of ideas and information. Yeah. And I think, you know, being a good practitioner, involves having a wide toolbox and knowing when to pull those tools out for a I think it's a requirement to have a supplement graveyard if you're a practitioner, right? If you if you don't <laughs> yeah. like I question I've tried everything. Trying. 
exactly. And a device graveyard, maybe that yes, too. Yes, I, I mean, we can start <laughs> to get into too. the device graveyard. That one is uh, one where Bessie kind of looks at me and says, okay, what are we going to do with this again? <laughs> you know, uh, how is this going to fit? Uh, yeah. I'm at my my parents' house right now, and they even are starting to have like part of my device graveyard here. So it's um, it's fun to watch that accumulate over time. Nice. Yes, yeah. you can do up. Donate, donate them. Yes, um, exactly. Boomer, I, something that just came to mind because you have traveled so much. I mean, you said at one point you were like in a different time zone every day, every week. And, and even now you're still traveling across time zones until you move to your new home. Do yeah. you have a, like any top tips for people to overcome jet lag? People don't are travel. traveling like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't travel. No, I'm joking. Uh, look, travel... So a huge component of health for me is trying to find ways to activate uh, the parasympathetic nervous system, right? I mentioned earlier that I basically didn't have one for so much time. And your parasympathetic nervous system, simplifying it, rest and digest. And one area where I get an immense amount of parasympathetic joy, so rest from is travel. So going to new places, experiencing new cultures, that type of thing. Um, but how do you kind of reduce that cost? And uh, because there is a, a cost to your body on that, and a lot of it is preparation. So um, mm-hmm. there's a couple of things that you can do and really nothing um is perfect, but there's a couple of things that you can do. Um, some of them do involve a physician and I'll disclose, you know, where, where those are because you do need to get prescriptions in certain cases, but let's just assume first that you're traveling and that travel involves a plane, uh, or even, uh, a close quarters, like a train, which I wish we can take more trains in the United States. That would make life a, a lot easier. But yeah, that would be great. I guess on the East Coast you can, right? But in most mm-hmm. most other places it's it's a little bit harder to do. But um, let's say you're in close quarters, and so you know close quarters you're exposed to other people, um, their immune systems, and or their lack of immune systems, and you really want to just protect yourself. Um, and that close quarters in certain cases might be thirty five thousand feet above sea level, uh, and so you know a lot of that protection can come with uh, things that I do before the flight. So making sure that I'm exercising regularly, making sure that I'm getting enough sleep. But as I'm going on to the flight, maybe I'll consider, you know, upping something like a thymus glandular and, you know, a thymus glandular is, um, or thymus and alpha one, which is, you know, peptides are quite popular now. And so you start to get into, you know, how you increase the function of your thymus, which is kind of, if you're simplified, sort of a proxy for helping your immune system. Uh, You can also look at how to balance oxidative stress. So if you have, if you're in a test tube with a bunch of other people and you don't really know what is uh, potentially going to interrupt your system, uh, you might have an imbalance of reactive oxygen species. And so uh, boosting antioxidants. So um, vitamin C is certainly, uh, that's an easy go-to. N-acetylcysteine as sort of a, a a formula to kind of create more glutathione in your body. Of course, my favorite is methylene blue. Like I'm selfish. Hey, uh, methylene blue. Yeah. Methylene blue is just, it's such a phenomenal ingredient. And one of these things that uh, we'll get into cordyceps here in a little bit, but uh, methylene blue, I mean, it's, could be potentially, and this is still yet to be studied, but like it could be as powerful of an antioxidant as something like vitamin C or glutathione, right? And 
Um, it also has this really cool, um, both pro-oxidant when needed, but also antioxidant property um, that is really unique to methylene blue. And so I take methylene blue anytime I travel, it's an antiviral and antifungal too, which one of the things you have to consider when you're traveling all the time is those fungus because you know nothing loves travel more than fungus. And so methylene blue is a huge part of it. You know, some of these other behaviors like getting sun immediately when I land in order to sync my circadian rhythms, matching my meals to the particular time zone, uh, you know, time-restricted feeding does help a lot when it comes to jet lag. Uh, and then the one that does require a medication is when you start to manipulate hormones. And so we mentioned you know, thymus glandular earlier is a way to increase uh, the activity of your your thymus gland. But, um, you know, when you're starting to manipulate hormones, one of the considerations is cortisol, right? And so cortisol uh, helps them a lot when it comes to sleep-wake function. Uh, so if you have to land and perform, it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't really so it doesn't really replace, uh, you know, being in the same time zone, but hydrocortisone and having a hydrocortisone protocol around manipulating your cortisol levels certainly helps out a lot. This episode is brought to you by Private MD Labs, the absolute go-to for all the fierce biohackers out there. When it comes to managing your health and hormones, you need a lab you can trust. And that's where Private MD Labs steps in. With Private MD Labs, you can order all your hormone blood tests online at super friendly prices without having to visit a doctor in person for your lab order. And currently, they're running a special Cyber Monday deal, which is absolutely mind blowing. For a one time payment of $6.99, you can receive a lifetime credit of $50 every three months for any test on their site. You can also use it for friends and family or anyone else you would like to share it with. We're talking about in-depth hormone, metabolism, vitamin and mineral checkups that include more than 650 different tests. They've actually been operating nationwide since 2005, and they started with a fax machine before the word telemedicine even existed. And today, they are considered the first and only choice for biohackers. It all starts with a simple online order, then just pop into one of their 4,000 labs near you and get your blood drawn. Easy peasy. Your results will be delivered straight to your email before you know it, and you don't even have to go see your doctor. You can even manage your family's testing right from your dashboard, including your kiddos. Plus, their customer support team is top-notch, always ready to help if you have any questions. And bonus, since it's private, your insurance company will never see what you're testing for or even the results, so your insurance premiums won't ever be affected. So say goodbye to the endless waiting room visits and hello to the freedom of managing your health on your terms, as a true biohacker would love. So just head over to cybermonday.privatemdlabs.com to order one of their special lifetime deals starting at $6.99 and unlock easy regular blood tests for life for yourself and everyone else you love. So hurry up because it does expire today, Cyber Monday. This is just a one-day deal. And no more guesswork, just empowering knowledge right at your fingertips so you can take control of your health and biohack like the badass that you are. All right, let's get back to the show. Um, and then my last thing, and, and again, selfish plug here is blue canatine because like if I if I'm getting off a plane and need to perform right away, that that's a great way to fire up your brain. I also have a lot of people who, uh, a lot of friends who are, you know, new fathers and, 
if you have the forced sleep deprivation of a new child in your house, it's uh, something that can help out a lot. You know, there's nothing like waking up at 3 a.m. and realizing you have to get through a full workday. Um, but blue canatine, it doesn't replace a good night's sleep. But if you need to, uh, if you need to perform right away, that's certainly one of them. So those are just a handful of things that I have in the the old suitcase uh, to help with jet lag. And that's, that's kind of like a non-device way uh, of doing it as well. I really appreciate that you kind of covered the spectrum from prescription to some free behavioral things, some things that we can purchase, you know, some supplements and nutraceuticals. Mm. And um, yeah, our audience knows that we love the blue canatine and we just traveled back from Boulder where we get to see Dr. Scott and like, why did I not think of front loading with with the methylene blue or the blue canatine, because the altitude for the first time ever in my life, and maybe you have uh, an opinion or perspective on this, gotten older age, it happens. Mm -hmm. I'm like, altitude never affected me. And this time around, really, really struggled with the dampening of the HRV and uh, higher resting heart rate. So on the way home, I wised up and, and had some just blue, but I think yeah. front loading might've particularly helped in, um, Curious what you think about tapping the thymus gland that just came to me when you were talking about. Ooh, tapping system. is yeah. something that I haven't done that in a while. It's uh, you know, it's one of those things that talk about, you know, supplement graveyards, uh, technology graveyards, like the tool graveyard is pretty significant too, right? Like there's certain oh, yeah. things like tapping, uh, is one that I probably should do more, but free. It, it's been, Could yeah, exactly. It right it, it's another, it's yeah. a, it's a free one. And uh, it's funny you mentioned altitude sickness because I've never had it in my life except for I was in Tenerife uh, during COVID. And um, I think I can say that word now, but it's, uh, it, it was in, and so Tenerife is, it's um, both sea level and the highest mountain in Spain. And I decided in one day that I would go from sea level to summiting that mountain, which is not among the smartest things that you can do. How oh, high? Uh, it's only 3,000 meters. So it's not like we're talking, we're not talking, what was that movie? Uh, 14 Peaks or whatever. Like I wasn't uh, doing that, the NIMS, uh, the NIMS die uh, stuff, but I watched that movie the night before and I think it was inspiration for me to do this. And I was hiking <laughs> up that mountain by myself, by the way, not a great idea. Um, didn't have any methylene blue, which probably could have supported the altitude sickness. And I was, I remember being like a hundred meters or 300 feet, like a football field from the top and just saying, fuck, my body cannot do this anymore. And I need to get down. <laughs> and there was almost no one around me. I'm sitting there thinking, oh my God, this is over. Like everything uh, that I knew about life is, is now coming to, to the fore and I'm not going to make it, you know, throwing up all the way down, but wow. I made it down. And it's just sort of a lesson of, you know, when I'm in altitude, I'm going to have to bring some stuff with me. And, you know, methylene blue is one of those tools. Of course you have to look at you know, motion sickness. And I, I think there are prescriptions out there for this and I'm not anti-prescription, but, you know, having these tools, which I readily had available to me, I was just lazy, um, uh, would have been helpful. I think sometimes we think we're invulnerable to them. We're like, I'm better yeah. than this. And I was like, no, the reality is our physiology is not always that adaptive in certain situations. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 What's up, biohackers? We've got some thrilling news to share with you. 
The Buy Optimizers Black Friday mega sale is in full swing. And guess what? It's not just a one day thing. It is happening through the entire month of November. This deal is available only for our listeners. Yep, you heard right. It is our little secret. Now, you already know that we have unwavering trust in buy optimizers. These guys are the real deal when it comes to improving digestion and ultimate magnesium absorption amongst many other amazing products. Plus, they back up their product line with an impressive 365-day money-back guarantee. No questions asked. Before we move into the cold jury months, you'll definitely want to stock up on buy optimizers goodness that will support your system through all the holiday madness. Trust me when I say this, you will not find a better Black Friday deal anywhere else, not even on the mighty Amazon. And side note, please don't buy your supplements on Amazon. The biggest discount you can get and amazing gifts with purchase are available only on our page at buyoptimizers.com backslash biohackerbabes with code biohackerbabes10. We all have those never-ending Black Friday wish lists, but this year it may be more important than ever to put your health at the top of that list. Instead of those impulse purchases, let's focus on what really matters for you and your entire family. This Black Friday is all about priorities. And if you are ready to gift yourself and your loved ones the gift that keeps on giving, head over to buyoptimizers.com backslash biohackerbabes and enter code biohackerbabes10 at checkout. That's buyoptimizers.com backslash biohackerbabes with code biohackerbabes10. You will find digestive enzymes, glucose support, sleep support, magnesium, immune support, and more. Do not miss out on this mega deal. But let's keep the secret between us, okay? All right, biohackers, let's get back to the show. Yeah, I did a little bit of methylene blue over the weekend. I think two days I did uh, blue ca- full blue canatine, but I'm sure it helped. But maybe maybe if I had done it every day, it would have been better. Because same as Lauren, my resting heart rate looked like I had two cocktails before bed. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. it's funny, <laughs> crazy. I, I love resting heart maybe as a benchmark, and you know I've been trying to figure out like what are some simple tw- like metrics that I can measure to get a proxy for overall health, both in clients who. Uh, you know, you're trying to monitor them on sort of a semi-daily or weekly basis. And like, how do you tell how they're doing? And like lowest resting heart rate is certainly one of those. I'd be curious what you think, because, you know, I was thinking lowest resting heart rate, if you have access to blood sugar, I know, Lauren, I think I saw levels patch on you earlier, but- Today we're rocking NutriSense. Oh, there you go. NutriSense. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, um, you know, I love those devices because like, if you have a a view into like blood sugar, lowest resting heart rate, heart rate variability can probably get a decent sense of how the, the person is doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would be curious if you had any other ones to add, because I'm always after sort of like minimum effective metrics along with minimum effective dose, uh, you know, activities. Yeah. And it's uh, yeah, uh, the, those ones in particular seem to be pretty important. Yeah. I mean, this is why we love the aura ring and especially new with the the new daily stress feature, which I find really easy to drop in and just understand, okay, I have some stress in my body. Stress is not all bad, but we shouldn't live up here all the time. And um, I actually was just on a, a walk and talk in Central Park with Molly Eastman. And we were talking yeah. about the comparison between the daily stress HRV metrics on aura and then CGM, which I have actually found especially at altitude, we're telling the exact same story. So it almost doesn't matter what the metric is, but if we have 
some kind of perspective into is the body under some stress again, not all bad, but we don't want to live there. Can that be like the one progress marker or the one drop in to just measure change and behaviors and clients? This is why I love quantified self. I know it didn't have as good of branding behind it as uh, biohacking, but you know the whole the whole movement uh, behind it and just the encouraging, even if it is something like an Apple Watch, which uh, has improved in terms of metrics, and even mm-hmm. if you know it's not as accurate, at least the data is relative to you, right? And exactly, you can kind yeah. of measure it on a on a longitudinal basis and gain some really cool insights. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. But definitely resting heart rate. I'm like, that's just an easy one that everyone knows. And if you don't have a tool, at least you can put your fingers, you know, on your wrist or on your carotid. Yeah. 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 That's probably the easiest one. Yeah. I mean, I love those three. And then, I mean, and then tracking sleep in whatever sense. And and maybe this is this a good is from the lady who into... sleeps well, and so yeah. <laughs> she selfishly is like, ah, "I got a hundred percent recovery last night." I'm like, oh, "Thank you, Renee." Ah, <laughs> uh, there's know, more I'm nuance sorry. than that. She'll tell you. Hey. Yeah, yeah, of this, course. This yeah. illusion, but, Renee, you've created is fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My intense sleeping competition over here, but because I sleep so well and so much, when I don't, I feel like I'm not resilient. So like over the weekend, I definitely struggled with the first night effect. I am like, oh, the first night is so hard. So so we should go into the first night. You're referring to like the first night in a new location, right? And yeah. Yep. yeah. Which I mean, received threat. I think, yeah. but the term came from when they were doing sleep studies, like in sleep labs, right? They they discovered that people didn't sleep as well, which yeah, I mean, I think- Nobody sleeps well with a polysomography <laughs> test. It's just kind of funny. It's- it's like yeah. gold standard, but we all sleep horribly when we go to a sleep lab. Exactly, exactly. But I think that term has then also covered being in a new home, hotel, wherever. And so we mm-hmm. flew to Boulder, and that first night, the good sleeper over here, I was wide awake the whole night. And I'm kicking myself because I should have taken a a Trozy to drop the name. There We're going to we talk about that. We We're going to talk about that. Um, I ended up doing Trozy the second or third night, and I slept great. Um, mm-hmm. But something about that first night, your nervous system is just on high alert. I think some people struggle with it more than others. But for me, I'm just like, did I lock all the doors? Could someone break through the uh, the window? Is there a bear in there? Like <laughs> all the things are going through my and, mind. And this is Boulder, but, which is a fairly, like, you're not you're not in like some sort of, you know, war-torn community. You're in, you're in Boulder, Colorado. So it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but from the tribe, Renee, I just wanted to say thank you because you were keeping watch while I was sleeping soundly and then we swapped the next night right like you were paradoxical effect and i was on watch yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah so i mean trozy like maybe i need to try that for first night i'm gonna be better about that now that i have some more but Mm. maybe we can dive into yeah sure so let's go into trozy uh, so uh, I think it's worth spending a moment on just kind of the transcriptions picture of the pie, right? Because uh, and we'll get into like how we formulate. And Renee, you were so gracious to be one of the early beta testers of Trozy. And some of those ingredients didn't make it into the final formulation, but may make it into a future one. Uh, but so let's go pan out now to 35,000 feet, uh, which is slightly higher than that mountain that I tried to climb in Tenerife. Uh, but it's so transcriptions and health optimization medicine and practice. We launched 
two companies at the same time because one startup is not hard enough. We decided to make it really, really stressful on ourselves. You know, fundamentally, it's sort of a yin and yang relationship. Uh, health optimization, medicine, and practice is our nonprofit where we teach uh, doctors and healthcare practitioners how to optimize for health rather than treat disease. A lot of that framework that I alluded to earlier boils down to uh, not just you know things like behavior change and technology and measurement, but also areas like nutrient and hormone balancing. And you ladies know that like nutrient and hormone balancing in the most diligent of clients, and uh, let me emphasize that word diligent, is it takes six to nine months. And so if you have a client that comes to you and says, hey, I'm not sleeping, or, hey, I can't focus because I'm on TikTok all day long. Um, and you tell them it's going to be six to nine months before you get your focus back. Well, they're they're going to fire you, right? Or they're going to go try and find something else. And so transcriptions was started, and we call ourselves a formulation company rather than a supplement company to kind of plug that gap. And we say formulation because everything we do has an intended effect, um, meaning that we're not going to just produce a vitamin C. There's nothing wrong with vitamin C. And, you know, I take vitamin C every day. We're not going to just produce any acetylcysteine. I don't know why I seem to be focusing on antioxidants, but, um, you know, it's everything we Babble. do. Exactly. <laughs> uh, everything we do has an intended effect and it's to plug that gap so that within um, that period of six to nine months, you have a bridge. Uh, the idea with transcriptions is not to get you hooked on something for the rest of your life. It's to just plug that gap until the nutrient hormone balancing uh, takes over and you have generally built better behaviors. Um, you shouldn't be taking transcriptions your entire life. It's meant for those one-off one situations if you're health optimized where you need to sleep. So Within transcriptions, uh, the formulation process is quite intense. So you guys both know Dr. Ted, and Dr. Ted is statistically one of the smartest people in the world. And so what we do when we decide we want to focus on an effect and you know, some of the things that we're going to be coming out with involve areas like uh, sexual health or uh, pain. And, and when you want to focus on an effect, you decide you know first which effect do you want to focus on? And then we dissolve the boundaries and try and figure out, you know, what are the ingredients that work well for this effect? We look at, you know, the biochemistry, the mechanisms of action, and look at really what are the most potent ingredients for that. And then you end up with a huge list. And so that list, usually Ted, myself, Scott sit down and we're like, okay, which of these are illegal, <laughs> right? And those are the ones that get crossed off the list first. Um, right. And then we start to look at, you know, what are the most effective? And oftentimes the most effective are not the most commercially available. Um, so we've actually built relationships with universities in South Africa and uh, a pharmaceutical R&D facility in Maryland that we were talking about off camera that uh, help us synthesize some of these ingredients. So we're ultimately like the price almost doesn't matter. Like we're going to find out a way to either make it or buy it and we'll get it. Then you have to test it to make sure that it is what it is. And so we send everything to HPLC testing to make sure that it's 100% pure. Um, or if it isn't, you know, we want to make sure like what's that other X percent to make sure that the last thing you want is heavy metals from a poor source of methylene blue, which would mm. completely fuck up your, your Krebs cycle and your ability to produce ATP. 
So that's the last thing you want. And you know, keep in mind we have four doctors on the team. So like four doctors on the team all want to use this in practice. So they need something reliable. So you've now got to a point where you have your ingredients, you know that your your ingredients are pure and potent, and now it's time to test. And so what's interesting about prescriptions is that we all test it on ourselves before uh, we give it out to other people. And like I'll be the first to admit, you know, Trocalm was formulated for me. Um, I was doing a TED talk at the time, and you know, Ted was actually trying to figure out how to, you know, calm my my uh my angst, so to speak. And, you know, Trocalm was one of those formulations where I was the first one to try it. Uh, Blue Canatine was for Ted and jet lag and, you know, all of us with jet lag. And then uh, Tro-Z, well, I have an issue with sleep maintenance, meaning that, you know, if I wake up in the middle of the night being this sort of entrepreneur type, my mind can start racing and, uh, you know, all of a sudden it's 3 a.m. and I just need to, I just start working. Right. And so the question is like, how do you stay asleep? But, you know, others in the team have issues with sleep induction. So how they fall asleep. And then, you know, you take all that together and how do you get somebody to wake up refreshed? So we started testing a whole bunch of things. You know, Renee, you were one of the early beta testers of a, what might actually end up being the practitioner version of this product, but Mm. the, um, okay. So TroZ ended up with it ended up as our largest formulation because sleep itself is a complex issue. Uh, some of it is behaviors, but we just talked about induction maintenance and waking up, and that's just some of it. And so, how do we support you know proper sleep architecture? And so we ended up with eight ingredients, which eight ingredients is double what our previous our largest formulations have had. And it made it a lot more hard to manufacture. So the fact that we even released this this year, this has been a project that's been ongoing for two years, uh, is something that I'm super excited about. So we can start to break this down in terms of ingredients. And I think it, you know, since this is going to be re- released around the holiday season, maybe we should start with a story of Santa Claus. And this isn't really intended to be religious in any way. It's just a fun story. Is that okay if I get into that one? Please. I love this. Okay. Yeah. So, so when it comes to um, Santa Claus, maybe you've heard this, but the Atlantic put out a, a YouTube video, which uh, we can give to people, but um, the story of Santa Claus and the flying reindeer may have originated in either Russia or the Lapland in Finland. And essentially what happened uh, was, is that, um, you know, you see these reindeer and they're chewing on this mushroom. This mushroom is Amanita muscaria. And for those of you who are like Amanita what? Uh, it's a similar mushroom that it appears in Alice in Wonderland. It's in the mushroom that appears as Toad in Super Mario Kart. It's that red and white kind of button type mushroom. And so the shamans uh, who saw this reindeer eating uh, eating Amanita muscaria, or in certain cases, it's rumored that the shaman himself eated the or ate eated. That's an interesting one. Ate the Amanita muscaria, and what they ended up doing was they collected the urine of the reindeer. And so this is a an interesting one. And so the, the shaman collects the the urine of the reindeer and then drinks it himself. And then proceeds to urinate into a cup and have his acolytes drink it as well. And so the acolytes began, you know, hallucinating. And this is a 
a 12 plus hour experience if you've ever done high dose of this. And they began hallucinating to the point where the reindeer are flying. Uh, and it's also believed, by the way, that the shaman was sort of a, a bigger figure, might have had a gray beard. So the origin of Santa Claus might have come from these shamans. But okay, why did they hallucinate? And how does this have anything to do with sleep? <laughs> All right. So Amanita muscaria <laughs> has effectively two active ingredients. One is called ibotanic acid which is believed to be what actually gets you to see things when you take the Amanita. Uh, it contributes significantly to that psychedelic trip, but it's also uh, neurotoxic. So we don't want that, right? Like that's, that's, that's not really health optimization. Uh, and so the other ingredient is something called agarin. Agarin uh, also goes by the name of musimol, but uh, agarin it, in lower doses is a very, very potent GABA agonist uh, of the GABA-A receptor. And so it also has a 12-hour effect. So why do we add it to a... Um, to a sleep formulation. Well, in lower doses, it's non-psychedelic. So it's one milligram. It's a potent GABA agonist. So it helps you relax. It has a 12-hour effect. So when you're talking about waking up refreshed, there's nothing better, at least for me, than waking up and realizing like, okay, these emails coming in, this news coming in, it's all okay. Like I can just take it in stride. So we added agarin to our, and it's pure agarin, by the way, we don't mess with ibotenic acid at all into the uh, trozy. So that's just one ingredient, right? The next one, which I think requires a little bit more of a story is cordycepin. And so cordycepin, uh, you guys have, you've watched The Last of Us? Oh yes. yeah. Yeah. That immediately yeah. came to mind because I'm yeah. sure people are thinking like, wait, yeah. Last of us. That was so good. <laughs> yeah. As my, my table shakes and I'm like, okay, the cordyceps are after me. So uh, first <laughs> off uh, the, in last of us, which also did us no favors when it came to marketing this uh, last of us, yep. the, the cordyceps yeah. <laughs> mushroom for those, for those who are listening to this and haven't watched the series, the cordyceps mushroom effectively takes over the world. And, and so you know, cordyceps uh, does have an an interesting property with ants, where it can make them have zombie-like features. But thus far to date, it has not done anything uh, to humans. But what we're talking about here is cordycepin, which is very different from cordyceps. It's in fact part of the cordyceps mushroom, and cordyceps cord uh, cordyceps is used um, in the supplement space. And my friends over at Kappa Health in Finland have done some great work on this. Uh, in the supplement space, you can use it for energy. Like it's a great boost of energy, and it's a great functional mushroom. Uh, cordycepin, on the other hand, is a derivative of something called adenosine, and you both know it. Like everybody here knows adenosine. Adenosine is a, a neurotransmitter, but it also helps promote that sort of fatigue you feel over the course of the day. Adenosine naturally builds up over the course of the day, allows you to feel tired. If you take caffeine, that's an adenosine receptor antagonist. So you essentially, uh, it blocks the adenosine from attaching to, uh, attaching to their receptors, right? And so uh, we have cordycepin in there to help promote both uh, sleep drive, but also it seems to promote slow wave sleep. And so, you know, people, those of us who take it who 
are slightly older, myself not included here, that have lower levels of slow wave sleep naturally, we've seen increases of deep sleep uh, due to aura rings uh, or on aura rings. And it generally uh, it has some really funky properties that I love, which are, you know, it's an anti-inflammatory. It also uh, anti-inflammatory via acting on TNF alpha and NF kappa B. Just it, it's a super exciting molecule that helps uh, with sleep architecture quite a bit. And so those are two new ones. I guess the third new one that most people don't traditionally see in sleep supplements is adenosine itself. So we do give adenosine directly, uh, which does help with sleep promotion. I secretly wished that it allowed me to drink more coffee throughout the day. Um, but thus far, I was far, wondering I that. <laughs> yeah. Thus far, I, I still think cutting off at around 12 is still the best thing for me uh, to ensure that I get good sleep throughout the night. Uh, the other things that are in there include, uh, you know, cannabinoids like CBN and CBD. And I once came across CBN a long time ago and I've been taking it for years because it was rumored to help with uh, sleep extension. Now, a lot of that is unfounded and it's more claims that are made on Reddit, but it's uh, it's also, it's a very potent anti-inflammatory. It can be an anxiolytic in combination with CBD as well. So, the, you know, Hanukkah, I think is uh, another one that we should touch on too. And Renee, the one that you tried, which is going to be released as a practitioner-only product, has a more potent form of Hanukkah. But Hanukkah, in combination with agarin, is a very interesting thing. And I'm not sure if you've talked about this on the show, but agarin, as I mentioned, is a GABA A agonist, and it, it has a great affinity for the GABA receptor. Hanukkah is a positive allosteric modulator. These are both very, very big words, but let's just simplify it. Um, if you have a positive allosteric modulator and a GABA agonist together, it can enhance the effect of the affinity for the receptor. So why is that important? Because ultimately, like we could talk about all this neurotransmitter shit for a while, but why is it important? Well, it helps increase the release, uh, increase the production of GABA, right? And so GABA is our body's primary relaxing neurotransmitter. Uh, glutamate, by contrast, is our body's primary excitatory neurotransmitter. What is interesting about Hanukkah is that it also helps glutamate convert to GABA. So in most functioning people, like Renee, who is the optimal sleeper, right? Uh, she probably has a normal conversion of glutamate to GABA over the course of the day. And for most people, that conversion occurs naturally. I shouldn't say for most people, because most people actually don't sleep that well anymore. But <laughs> yeah, who's uh, most you, people here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I should, that's, a, that's a term I should Generalizations get you in trouble all the time. Right? And <laughs> yeah. so, uh, and so now, yeah, most people, and when I say most people, most Americans sleep less than six hours a night. And we know that that's not Oof. a good idea. So, so let's take, okay. In good sleepers, the good sleepers who don't need supplements, uh, your conversion from glutamate to GABA occurs naturally through over the course of the day through, um, a process called uh, glu glutamic acid decarboxylase. Right. And for those of us who may have bad sleep, well, that whole function, that whole conversion might not work well. Well, Hanukkah actually improves that conversion. So not only is Hanukkah improving um, that the binding of 
uh, agarin to that receptor, it's also improving the conversion of glutamate into GABA so that you have more GABA in the brain. One of the things that we've done over the course of the past really couple of years with transcriptions is focusing on GABA because you know, it's funny. We we see podcasts all the time on dopamine because everybody loves fucking dopamine. Um, very few people uh, talk about norepinephrine. You know, some people, a lot of people talk about serotonin because it's, you know, feel good. Everybody wants to feel good, right? And, you know, serotonin has so many other effects, but, you know, broadly speaking, the conversation gets simplified around that. But GABA is the forgotten neurotransmitter. And so how do you get people to relax? Well, we focused a lot on how we enhance GABA production in the brain. The first product to do that actually was Trocalm, but this is the most comprehensive one that we've done when it comes to sleep. So Hanukkah, another one that we have in, in the product and really like TroZ is a comprehensive sleep solution that if you have sleep issues, and I stress that because we've had incidences where people who have taken it and don't have sleep issues actually have issues sleeping, it might help address those sleep issues because we are focused on everything from induction. There's melatonin in the in there, of course, to maintenance, staying asleep. We have 5-HTP as well. I didn't touch on those broadly speaking because most people are familiar with them, you can get into them if you want. But we do have some of these nifty, cool new ingredients that do help all aspects of sleep architecture. That was so cool. Wow. I mean, you guys are just pulling in the most novel ingredients. It like can't touch anything else in the, the sleep optimization supplement world, in my opinion. That's so amazing. I think that is a really important conversation talking about the receptor sites and the binding and the affinity and the conversion. So many people are just putting these ingredients into capsules. It's like, is it actually being synthesized in the body? Um, and before we hit record, we were talking about the bio-individuality. We have a little mm -hmm. bit already um, since we hit record, but how? What? What is another way other than metabolomic testing to really understand if this is needed? I, I, what's coming to mind for me is maybe women going through perimenopause or into menopause when progesterone levels drop. We know there's also a drop in GABA, but uh, for men or for women that are younger, how do we know if we need this, like a higher conversion glutamate into GABA? You know, it's look. You can also test genetics, but genetics is probability. We know the issues with that, um, mm. and. So the question uh, I, I would look at is really re relating to stress and your ability to unwind. And you might be able, and this is me pontificating right now, right? Like you might be able to proxy this through HRV, right? Because in some ways, relaxation is reflected through parasympathetic nervous system, which mm -hmm. would be reflected through vagal tone, which would then be uh, reflected in your HRV scores. That might work again. That's not double blind randomized control tri trial. That's me thinking off the top of my head. Makes uh, sense but, to me. But one of the ways you can look at this is are you able to relax? And being honest with yourself here. And as a person who was numb for a lot of my life, and a person who uh, being that, that I'm male and had a certain influence when I was younger, you know, wasn't allowed to acknowledge how stressed I was. Like really take a real moment here and acknowledge, like, are you stressed? And for the, an the answer for most people is yes. Um, and then the kind of way I would, I would step through the, the decision tree from there is like, okay, if I'm stressed, does it affect my sleep? 
If the answer is no, then I would say probably you don't really need Trozy um, because yeah, it could help you improve your sleep scores, but ultimately what we're trying to deal with here is the entire uh, sleep architecture. And so we don't really want to screw with something that already works. If you're stressed and it's a, if you're impacting your day, maybe something like a Trocalm will help you. Um, what you will notice in Trocalm is that if you get more excited when when you take it, it's likely that you have ample amounts of vitamin B3. Um, we have something in there called B3 GABA. Again, it's a GABA agonist and it's a very potent GABA agonist at that, but it might be stimulatory if you have enough niacin already. And so with this, probably easiest way, Lauren, to answer your question is experimentation. Um, one low-hanging fruit here in that reaction, glutamic acid decarboxylase, uh, that is is an inexpensive way to test this is vitamin B6 is one of the cofactors there as well as magnesium. So if your levels there are optimal and you're still having issues, then I, I would potentially look at one of these other solutions. So Trozy or Trocom. Yeah, that's very helpful. Um, and I just want to share from personal experience because potentially this will help the audience. I mentioned to you before Trocom actually had the opposite effect on me it was a little bit stimulating and perhaps due to that niacin the niacin levels being sufficient whereas mm -hmm. trozy so far what i've noticed is my efficiency goes up um and what i know about amanita and i mean you have eight amazing novel ingredients in here but amanita specifically uh, is what i'm hearing is it actually can kind of reduce like the tossing and turning and kind of like busyness of the body and mm -hmm. in my sleep stats so far i've noticed like an increase in efficiency um, I also awesome. deal with like the ruminating thoughts and I noticed like the Trozy just completely quieted that. So it's quieting my mind and it's quieting my physical body. Now that's personal experience and I can't explain to you what's happening in my brain, but um, that was the difference for me. Well, thank cool. you for sharing that. That's, that's fantastic. Curious about you, Renee. Yeah. I mean, as I was saying before, I, the efficiency. So yeah, I'm a great sleeper, but I sleep like nine to 10 hours. Like that's what I, I naturally do. So my goal is how do I sleep eight hours and have it really good quality and wake up feeling refreshed? And so for me, that's where the Trozy has been helpful so far. I can sleep less and wake so up the, feeling good. Which is also a benefit because you want that additional hour to do something else, right? And, yeah, and exactly. So what I would a couple of words of caution here because one one is a story but the other is just general advice. With Trozy, I always say to people, give yourself at least a six hour sleep window. It's funny you have to coach people to that, but uh, as we alluded to earlier, like uh, the majority of the American population sleeps less than six hours a night. Give yourself a good sleep hour or six hour sleep window because it. If you don't, you will likely feel groggy when you wake up. And that's not something that anybody really wants to feel. The second element is a word of caution. And this comes from one of our practitioners. Uh, she's a super sweet lady, younger younger lady. And she was uh, in a bathtub with her boyfriend doing what you do in a bathtub with a boyfriend. And, um, you know, there she took Trozy while she was in the bathtub. And what I would say, the end conclusion is basically take Trozy when you're ready to go to bed because it can, the onset can be very, very quick. 
And she had a situation where she had to be basically carried out of the bathtub. Uh, and so, you know, if you give wow. yourself uh, 15 minutes before you want to go to bed to take trochee, it's one trochee where we say in buckle trochee, sticking your upper lip between your cheek and gum, you let it dissolve 15 to 30 minutes, you get your effect. With trochee, you can actually swallow it straight away, or you can stick it up there for about 10 to 15 minutes. You'll usually feel a peppery spice, and that will be your cue to swallow it. That peppery spice is Hanukkah, and don't be afraid of it. Um, if it does bother you, just swallow it right away, but that's your cue to swallow it, and then probably get prepared for bed pretty quickly because nobody wants to, to wake up in a bathtub. Love, love, love the caution. Yeah. But also kind of buffering the full sleep architecture. Cause yeah, I think a lot of, it seems like common sense, but I'm just thinking of other ingredients like a melatonin where people ironically will take it in the middle of the night when they can't sleep. And it's like, no, we've kind of missed this whole bio rhythm circadian timing of this. Like we do really need to let the body do what it naturally wants to do. Right. Yeah. And certain people don't do well with melatonin. Um, it's a very small portion of the population, but they get a paradoxic effect with melatonin. Uh, to those people, we will have an answer for you soon. Uh, Trocalm generally works for those types of people uh, for sleep-related or stress-related sleep issues. But uh, again, melatonin is one of those things that uh, for the majority of the population, it's helpful. It's a very powerful antioxidant. Uh, it's also a hormone. Um, and it it does help with sleep onset and sinking that circadian rhythm, as you alluded to, Lauren. Uh, but for some people, there is a paradox, paradoxic effect that you just want to avoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I just want to circle back to one thing. You talked so much about GABA, and I think yeah. still a lot of people have this mindset of if they are the stressed out type, they can't wind down at night, they have a glass of wine, whatever alcohol of choice to wind down. So maybe can you speak real quickly, like what that's doing to GABA and how maybe Trocalm could be a better yeah, solution. So, so alcohol and a full confession here, right? Like I, I worked in, in finance for a decade. I've been a wine consumer for most of my life. And so I, I appreciate uh, those who like to drink and um, I also know the detrimental effects, right? And you can do this by tracking it with your aura ring or whatever wearable that would measure deep sleep. You have a drink and all of a sudden your deep sleep goes to shit. Uh, but uh, alcohol works on your GABA receptors as well. And so uh, you pointed this out and I'm not sure if you deliberately did it, but uh, as a sort of contraindication, if you're drinking, do not take Trozy or take Trocalm. One of the reasons for that is it can uh, enhance the, the GABA effect and actually be more harmful than good. Um, these products are, are, are not meant to be taken with alcohol, but instead uh, help you on sort of a health optimization journey. Alcohol, yes, it, it does enhance GABA production, but does a lot of things to your liver, which are kind of uh, freaky, especially at high doses. Uh, it does have a detrimental effect to your deep sleep, which does not happen with our products. And so when you're looking to substitute alcohol and as a person who's looked for this alternative, basically most of my adult life, it's nice to finally have one. Uh, when you're looking for that one drink effect, so how do I get that that relaxing effect of having one drink? Uh, try a trocalm. You can do uh, a half of a trochee. And that's what I call my happy hour trochee, by the way. I'm not sure if I've told anybody that publicly, but uh, trocalm has nice. kava in it, which uh, kava is... 
served in the Pacific Islands, which is over by where my wife comes from, and it's been serving the Pacific Islands for hundreds of years, right? As a as a celebratory beverage and everything from weddings to funerals to pre-battle marches, et cetera, which by the way, I don't know how you fight a war after having kava. Uh, maybe that's why they're so peaceful, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's way, way you can switch. Like you can, you can have that same one beer effect uh, without necessarily getting the punch to your liver that you would get with alcohol. So uh, there's a good swap there um, with trocalm in particular for for the alcohol. But if you're using it to get to sleep, because some people alcohol slows down your mind, really what you're looking at there is that um, GABA deficiency is sort of how do I really enhance that GABA so I don't need the effect. And so TROZ can be helpful as well. Mm, great, great, great. Yeah. Uh, I think we're both huge fans of Kava and thereby also the product. Um, I accidentally had Kava at a bar in Hawaii and I was like, what's this? It was like state change, but also knocked me out. I had the best night of sleep ever. Yeah. So it's, um, uh, you know, Kava bars are becoming quite popular now. Uh, and I, I think yeah. in Austin and, and Asheville, there, there are a couple. I, we I have still... two in Vegas now. It's great, but I also don't, I'm not the type of person that can have kava and then walk over to excess in the wind and go see a DJ <laughs> all night long, right? So it's just, yeah, no. it, it's one of those, it, it's one of those things that I'm glad that there are substitutes out there for alcohol. You'll actually see um, Transcription's parent company, Smarter Not Harder. We're going to be releasing a beverage series next year, which is um, more focused on alternatives to alcohol and alternatives to coffee. Uh, we'll tease that for a later episode, but they work a lot Amazing. on these mechanisms that we're talking about here around GABA. So it's uh, again, more functional beverages, um, but something to talk about in the future. Uh, just a quick so question, exciting. because the delivery of the buccal trochee, could you potentially put it dissolve it in water and drink it instead? Is there an absorption uh, well, opportunity there? Sure. It, so buckle trochee allows you to pa pass something called first pass metabolism, which I know you mm -hmm. guys have talked about with Scott before, right? And so first pass metabolism, when you take a capsule, it it goes through first pass metabolism. And this is why sometimes you get different effects for different people because, you know, somebody has a screwed up liver, somebody has a screwed up mm -hmm. gastrointestinal system, uh, et cetera. It, with, with buckle, you bypass that so we can get a much more reliable effect with lower ingredients. That's kind of, that's the pitch on buckle. Now to answer your question, Lauren, I believe you can. Now I'm, Uncertain. Would it be optimal? Probably yeah. not. Well, I would rather just swallow it personally because, you know, a trochee is not too hard to swallow, especially if you're taking a half, which trozy, usually your dose is a quarter or a half. A whole is pretty full on. Uh, but if you wanted to, it would work. I would probably just swallow the half a trochee or quarter of a trochee instead. Yeah. Just as an alternative, because you mentioned beverages, if someone really wanted to have the, you know, um, tradition of drinking something in the evening that would mimic alcohol. Yeah, or, absolutely. You know. uh, it's, you know, oftentimes when it's a very good point on, on your part, Lauren, to, you know, oftentimes when you're s switching habits, like to go from an alcoholic beverage to a trocalm trochee is not the same effect. Right. And so yeah. 
ultimately maybe you need an intermediate step before you do that. And could you dissolve the trochee? I would, yeah, I would guess so. We don't have too many people that do that, but I, I would assume that it would work. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, Boomer, I think we could pick your brain for many more hours. You have such a great knowledge on ingredients. So um, please come back. But Renee, did you have another question? No, I was going to say the same thing. I would love to keep you here all day, but I know we're going to get I'm to like, hang out. And shit, we're running out of time. Out. Yeah, yeah, Las Vegas, I think, is around the corner. So I'll see, we'll see you in a couple least, weeks. Uh, yeah. At least see you, Renee. Lauren, are you going to be there? I well? will be there. I will be there. So maybe we can, yeah. you know, another unscripted live stream some conversations. We can we certainly do yeah. this. We're going to have a, a little bit of a get together at the Venetian uh, as a side from A4M. And I know you, you, I think you're releasing this next week, right? And so, uh, Very just yeah, as a heads up for Cyber Monday when this comes out. Yeah. Uh, as, as a heads up for people, we, this is the time of year where we like to give huge discounts for everything that we do. And um, we've had an overwhelming response to our Black Friday sale. But for Cyber Monday, if you order anything from us and you're one of the first 500 orders, you'll get a free unit of Trocom. So we talked earlier about how you can use that. Um, TroZ is also available. Everything is at a 21% discount. 21 is a great Fibonacci number, uh, but it it's available all week long. So uh, you know, thank you ladies for, for coming on or, or sorry, thank you ladies for having me on. <laughs> and it's I'm usually on the other end of the microphone. Uh, yeah. And it's just been a fun <laughs> experience here. And, you know, for those who do venture out and try Trozy Trocom, let, let us know what you think. Uh, we always want to hear your feedback. And uh, I'm, it's amazing to me to hear stories like yours with efficiency. It's, it's very cool. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for being here with us. So final question in our final two minutes here, if you could give our audience one piece of advice, something that they could incorporate into their into their day immediately to optimize their health, what would it be? Uh, can I give two? Uh, sure. Is, is Only that, because we're because friends. I, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I have to, you know, I'm a negotiator, so I have to negotiate for everything. Fair. Uh, so fair. Uh, the first one uh, is meditation. And, you know, as a person who's uh, traveled extensively and, you know, worked extensively all around the world, I would tell you that whole story about 40 countries in four years. There's only a handful of them where I actually remember the experience and I wasn't, you know, sitting there with my, I was using a Blackberry back then, don't tell anybody, uh, with my Blackberry <laughs> underneath the table <laughs> and, you know, messaging somebody. So meditation, uh, even as simple as, you know, five, 10 minutes a day uh, is a fantastic way to bring more presence. And I'm convinced that there's uh, a value to return on presence. And the second one, which is sort of the theme that is uh, coming out throughout this entire episode is around measurement. So if you're going to get started anywhere, uh, just start by measuring. And that could be as simple as a journal and writing down how you feel every day. Uh, it can be an Excel spreadsheet. It can be a metabolomics test. Great. Thank you for that. Said like a true biohacker. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, thank you for that. No, thank you, ladies. This has been an absolute pleasure. Um, and we'll we'll see you in Vegas soon. Yeah. yeah. Cont- continue the chat. It'll never end. Absolutely. We'll take some uh, out with us. We'll take some Trocom and go to excess. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been there since I was like 22. So it'll, it'll it hasn't be changed. Hasn't yeah. changed. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Boomer. And thanks to everyone that tuned in today. We'll see you next time. 
love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast, head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional.